So good evening, everyone. This will be the last evening to that I address you publicly, and um, we'll uh, entertain any any questions this evening. It's been um, I'll be here a couple more days still. It's been a very uh, enlivening visit to Madhavan, and um, I'm very much indebted to all of you for your enthusiasm and interest in Gaudi Vaishnavism in general, what we're doing here, as well as our other ashrams, but here in particular, where you all are, and are uh, becoming gradually more familiar with uh, what the scope of such projects are and how you can play a, uh, a role in such important seva. Hmm. I'm going to set aside tomorrow, for the most part, talking with uh, devotees individually. If anyone wants to speak with me, I'll make myself available for most of the day. And uh, from here I will go on Saturday to Audaria, where I'll spend a month, and with a short weekend to, to Portland, to the Bhakti shop and all of our dear devotees there, um, to visit with them, and uh, and as I said, then returning to Audaria, and for the most part I'll be there in preparation for the Gorpurnim. Some of you will might be there for that, I guess... Ratna will be there for sure. Maybe Gordon Ryan will be there too. Um, but there'll be, I'm surely, a robust Gorpurnim celebration here as well as there should be at the feet of Shishi Dauji Gopal. Shishi Dauji Gopal Ki Jai. Mm-hmm. And um, just to continue on with my schedule for your information those of you who are wondering or don't know. From there, I'll go to Sarabrahi for six, six weeks to two months, undetermined yet which of the two, after which, uh, if it's six weeks, I may return here. If it's two months, I'll definitely return here. That means I'll be here either in the middle of April, May or the first of June for another two months. <clears throat> Then I'll return to Audaria, go to Poland, stay at Audaria, return to Audaria for a few months, go to Saragrahi for another six weeks or two months, and then come back here for three or four months. I'm finally, after all these years, starting to get a schedule that's uh, reliable and can be planned uh, in advance. Mm. That's comforting. So... uh, Most of you um, who are here will continue to be here. I think Maharaj will be leaving, coming to Saragrahi after Gorpurnim. Gornarayan will be leaving either two weeks before Gorpurnim or after Gorpurnim. And um, Rodney will be leaving on Sunday, right? And so we'll have a little smaller, intimate uh, group. We've accomplished a lot of 
extraordinary services. We had an ingress of some um, uh, addition, I should say, to our group here of some serious devotees in the form of Namruchi and Sanatan. And we're very um, fond of and uh, and we also, for Madhavan, we have uh, a, a strong participation now by of Gurunishta and Vrindaranya, although they're not here at the moment. They're committed to being here at least six months, six or eight months of the year, so we need that kind of depth and uh, and um, one of the reasons of course because we have a huge project here in terms of my vision and we are probably about 20% of its is manifest so much to do here and uh, as on account of these dynamics and so forth I've made some adjustments and Schedules and uh, and um, delegating authority and so forth, that um, more can go on than has been important things and and um, and everything can go on more uh, efficiently as well with more manpower and some. Uh, capable devotees who have some ability to take uh, responsibility and management and so forth. So we're, we're happy about that. We seems to be Daoji Gopal is supplying some more resources to help us go to the next uh, level. So about the details of that, I'll talk to you individually and so forth. And you're a little aware there's been some changes. Sanat has been involved in some management that he wasn't previously. Adarya Lila is involved and now in a number of things that he never had time to attend to that are pressing and, and important and and of course um, um, he'll be fully involved in in much of what's uh, need, needed to be to be done here and um, his uh, experience and practical wisdom and time spent here will continue to draw from and take advantage of, even while he may be spending some time like now, we're going to lawyers and we're dealing with municipality and trying to set up our corporate status in such a way that we're, um, we have a kind of a foundation for the uh, expansion that we want to do. And he'll be working with other special projects and and it'll certainly be a spiritual inspiration to all the devotees. But anyway, the details of that we can I'll discuss with you individually uh, tomorrow. So anyway, I'm very happy with my visit here, extremely happy. And with, with all the devotees, we've all grown uh, in this time. And um, you've been a great inspiration to me. There have been some struggles, some injuries, physical and mental, and... Uh, and um, Opportunities to, uh, to to grow and serve, and uh, at least as of today, everyone seems to have risen <laughs> to the occasion. So I'm very proud of all of you. Love you all. I'm very, very 
happy with your participation here. So, um, besides these kind of details, uh, uh, let's... I, oh, I want to remind you that we're, we're going to ask for questions, as I said, but there there are some other developments as well. One in particular that is important with regard to Sadhusanga, and that is that the Tattvaviveka, that is our forum for philosophical discussion, that went dormant with the um, um, flowering of, if you will... <laughs> you can call it that, of Facebook, amongst uh, the devotee uh, community. I myself tried to participate there, but um, I had to sign out for the most part. <laughs> um, and although we have a page there, Sri Chaitanya Sangha, uh, it doesn't lend itself to the same kind of in-depth philosophical discussions um, that we for years entered into on the Tatvaviveik. So the Tatvaviveik is active again now by way of new new posts and uh, my participation as well, so you can see me there um, answering questions, discussing issues and so forth. And it's very easy to sign up. I think you have to just write to Gurnishta if you, if you haven't. And... Uh, can log in there, and there's always some conversations going. There's three or four going on right now. So you have, all of you, scheduled services and so forth, for the most part, and you have free time. And how you use your f- free time is very uh, important. This is what free time is really for, for the Tatvavivek, for reading, uh, for practicing the Murdanga, the harmonium, for discussing... Uh, philosophy with other devotees and some personal emails and and uh, not too much Facebook I guess <laughs> it's very I, anyway I find it a very kind of um, chaotic kind of envi- environment I, although I know Marge is active there and does some preaching and it may be a place for that. Um, uh, uh, but anyway, your, your your free time is is important. Uh, how you use it, it's it um, it's your fun time, and hopefully, you'll be engaged in your service in such a way that your fun will be to hear, to chant, to it is to come right here and sit and and play the Murdanga harmonium and chant the holy name before the Lord or to say discuss with other devotees, take rest that may be necessary. And some correspondence, some socializing with friends and connections and so forth as the internet provides us the opportunity, but um, uh, not to the point that it enters into what Rupa Goswami has described as prajalpa. There's all kinds of jalpa Projalpa is one. <laughs> We'd have to give this kind of another name, I guess, electronic Projalpa or something. And the Internet it very much fosters that. So that's pretty much what I'm kind of cautioning against because oh, so much of what you might have gathered up, enthusiasm and so forth, can very easily go out the door of your mouth or your these days your, your fingertips 
on the keyboard. Hmm? And um, Rupa Goswami has uh, mentioned this type of idle conversation, if you will, as being a deterrent to bhakti. Prajalpa niyama janasanga niyama janasanga cha sadvir bhakti vinashati. Bhakti can't be destroyed, uh, not much as it's mentioned in the Gita in the second chapter. What does Krishna say there? Gaur, oh, you know it, what is it? Yeah, scholar. Nehabhikamanashvasti pratyavayana vidyate svalpamapiyasya dharmasya trayate mahatovaya. Bhakti is mentioned there in the second chapter, and with regard to its not uh, uh, its eternality, its inability to be destroyed, the progress gained in there uh, by such and so forth, in comparison to other paths like the Karma Marga, Gyan Marga, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, in that sense, it can't be destroyed, but our practice of bhakti will be derailed to some extent or affected uh, adversely by this type of idle conversation. While Rupa Goswami has emphasized this, uh, uh, Chaitanya Dev himself also um, stressed this in the few words that he personally uh, uh, voiced to Raghunath Das Goswami, who twice requested that Swarup Damanar, under whose care he was, the Raghu of Swarup, as the Godis affectionately refer to him, uh, twice requested of Swarup Damanar, Mahaprabhu's secretary, that if I could hear a couple of things, a sentence or two, uh, some instruction directly from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I would be very much pleased. And Mahaprabhu told Srubdhamadar twice, uh, I, you can speak to him, that's sufficient. First time, I think, second time, he said, more or less, he doesn't get it. <laughs> you can tell him more than than I can. You know more than I can, than I do. So I'm not cheating him by putting him under you. Hmm? Krishna doesn't cheat us by putting us under the shelter of the guru, who by some estimations uh, is is an impediment uh, a, 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 a uh, an, an unnecessary go-between uh, in between God and ourselves this is not the, the real proper understanding of the Guru in the case of Mahabharu of course Rupdhamadar did know more than him Mahabharu was Krishna trying to understand Radhabhav and Surabdhamadar is the Saki, who knows that Baha very well and helped to teach it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he wasn't just flattering him. Or he said, he knows more than me, actually, so what he will say to you, his instruction, that will be very valuable. Don't underestimate it. And again, the general principle holds true that um, we are not getting, uh, we're not being distanced from Krishna by being placed under the guru, under the Vaishnav, Vaishnav Das Anudas. Pujapachita Marsh once personally told me that Vaishnavism is indirect. Hmm. Ours is the fifth position. First there is Krishna, then there is Krishna Das, then there is the 
Das of Krishna, Das and the Anudas. Das, Das, Krishna, Das, Das Anudas. And then five, that's us. Something like that, he said. But this is not lesser position. Hmm? Uh, this is the nature of uh, bhakti, especially the rag bhakti, is, is to follow in the wake of, uh, of a dear one, uh, one of Krishna's dear ones, in the wake of their love. Hmm? And to put more emphasis on that than on Krishna hmm? and having a direct uh, uh, encounter with him. And this is the case in all of the rasas, really, so, of the braj. So, at any rate, when Mahaprabhu told that Srupadamadar, he, uh, he said, but anyway, I'll, I'll say something to him. Hmm. And here is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is going to speak to Raghunath Asa Swami, and he's the Prayojan Tattvacharya. Uh, what high things he will say to him, we, we, we cannot imagine. And he said, don't engage in in hearing village gossip and don't partake in it. Don't hear it. And don't don't talk about it. Worldly talks. Don't be involved in this. So this is the same idea that Rupa Goswami has given Prajalpo. Don't do that. He also, of course, Mahaprabhu don't wear fancy clothes. Don't eat fancy foods. Hmm. Um, always chant Krishna Nam and in your mind uh, serve Radha Krishna Srubhadamir will give you the details for that hmm. especially the latter hmm. the, the last of those to worship Radha and Krishna do manasi seva within the mind hmm. so these are the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself to Raghunath Das Goswami how much then do they do they pertain? How much are they relevant to? And how much are they relevant to our ourselves? The tongue is uh, said to have two functions: to vibrate and to taste. In Rupa Goswami Prabhupada's first verse of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he uh, speaks about the controlling of the senses, and he says what. Vacho vegam, manasakrodha vegam, jiva vegam, udvarapasta vegam, etan vegan, yogasahita dhira, sarvam apimam pitibhim sasishat. So the, uh, the, the, the controlling of the urges uh, to vacho vegam, to speak, manasakrodha vegam, jiva vegam, the tongue to taste, so both functions of the tongue are mentioned there. Speaking, when he says jivavegama, he means tasting. So it speaks and it tastes, and 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 it, we have then also the mind. He says pachuvegam manasa, krodavegam, mind, minds, words, anger, hmm? tongue, belly, genitals. So mind, anger, words, tongue. Belly genital. So, the tongue's in the middle. What do you speak with words that will have something to do with your mind hmm? and your ability to control anger, etc. Hmm? Emotions, mental, emotional life is um, somewhat governed by the function of speech. So, if you speak about Krishna, mind will go on to Krishna. 
and you will learn very easily to, 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 to use your temper, not to lose your temper, and the whole emotional world uh, can um, be harnessed. Therefore, it is otherwise said, uh, elsewhere said, Atasi Krishna Namadidna Bhavid Grahim Indrai Sevan Jivado If you want to have the this, sporty this experience, uh, the vision of Krishna, the darshan of Krishna, well, you, you cannot have that with material senses. So the material senses have to be purified and begins with um, uh, the, the tongue. Hmm? in terms of vibrating, Krishnanam, and also, of course, for us, the tasting of Krishna Prashad. So with the tongue, vibration comes the mental, emotional world and the possibility of harnessing it. And with the tongue's tasting, we, we by, by, by um, restricting that to honoring Krishna Prashad, hmm? to honor the Prashad, with the tongue. It's not to eat. <laughs> this is a tough one, but to honor the prasad. Hmm? Uh, then, as we are uh, um, become more adept at that, we'll find that this lower side, the belly and the genitals, are connected in some way to the tongue as in its tasting capacity and more readily uh, come under control. So, careful what you say, careful what you eat. You are what you eat, and what you say is what you'll think about. And that's why when you speak about Christian preaching, you think about it. Especially when you're preaching about Christian, you can't quite answer a question that somebody asked. Then you want to go back and think about it and read the books and find the answer and so forth. You know, it has great potential to consume uh, the mind, and if you hear, excuse me, yourself speaking Krishna conscious philosophy, it's much more difficult not to practice it yourself, hmm? not to apply it to yourself. Because if you hear some, someone else talking about it, it's one thing, but when you hear yourself, you think, I'm saying this, hmm. I have to do this also. And of course, that will give more power to whatever speech about Krishna we um, do partake in. So. So, so there's my lesson on Facebook. <laughs> Electronic uh, prajalpa. There's great, there's great potential for that. There, it's basically a prajalpa place. I can't believe some of the things that are said there, and and by devotees and so forth. It just, it's very telling and, and very informative in a sense. We were very young. I was when I joined Prabhupada, and he used to speak about, uh, really about the. Uh, religious climate of India and the various different sects and deviations and and partial devotees and and uh, and and so on and so forth and we were all young and quite serious and didn't think it pertained to us um, but today it, many of us if you will uh, uh, even own disciples are and grand disciples and so forth are very much in, in need of being preached to rather than being the preachers uh, as we thought of ourselves in early days and uh, preaching to devotees seemed like uh, something unnecessary if we'd meet a Hindu we'd think oh we really have to preach to them because they 
they learned it all and they got it all mixed up and, and so forth. Well, <laughs> I used to think to myself, when America becomes like India, as confusing as that place can be, religiously speaking, and there will be many, like Bhagavad for example, identified 11 Upasampradayas or deviant um, uh, representations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, groups that, that connected themselves with the teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that did, but they were, were heterodox from the, um, uh, in, 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 in relation to what has became the orthodox position of Gaudiya Vaishnavism espoused by Rupa Goswami, enshrined in Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is the orthodox idea. So there are many different, uh, sects, Aul, Baul, uh, Prakrita Sahajya, Gauranga Nagari, and so forth. Now you have people on the Facebook and learned people and saying, hey, you know, this Chaitanya tradition is, is actually pretty broad and there's a lot of different types of people. Why only this, you know, Rupa Goswami line or, uh, you know, the Sahajas are also followers of Chaitanya. They have a different idea about it slightly and it's not bad. And so... And other things, of course. You have your Ritvik Bhad, that's a new one, and uh, and then any number of them out there. And, and and some of them, of course, not even philosophical, just distracted. Hmm? Many, many distracted devotees. Where, so it's become like, like I would say, we would see a Hindu, and we, you know, this was their religion, but they really didn't understand it that well, and they weren't, it was just in, they were nominally Hindus, if you will, but not in any, any real uh, consistent or systematic practicing sense. Hmm? So we have many, many Vaishnavas like this, Gaudiya Vaishnavas, yes, all over the, the world, but um, a lot of them, as I say, in North America that weren't there before. And I had thought to myself years ago, well, well there'll be a time when America will become kind of like India, and we'll only be preaching to other devotees. And it's not quite like that, but there's a lot of work <laughs> to be done there. Hmm. But the street of Facebook is a tough one. <laughs> um, so you could go there with, with caution, with, with, with something meaningful to say, hopefully. And uh, um, But at any rate, um, um, use your time wisely, uh, your, your, your free time for, um, your fun time for, serve in such a way that, that your fun becomes hearing and chanting and you look for the opportunity to to uh, have the, uh, the the chance to have to, to to engage in that uh, directly shravanam kirtanam we have um, but we also have scrubbanam and mopanam if you will and plantanam and wateranam and diganam and uh, and so on and uh, these things are not un- unrelated we do them nicely, then we'll find when our time comes for hearing and chanting that, that, that we, we have some ability to concentrate on those activities that uh, we might not be able to otherwise if Swami just said, sit under the um, Pachoti tree and chant three lakhs a day. See you next year. You probably would not... Uh, be able to get too absorbed in that. So we have practical services and there's much room for that. And we have directly the hearing and chanting and so forth. So 
a good mix of them, I think, we've organized here. And there's some in-between time is what I'm kind of focusing on. And so that should be used wisely. And wisely means, for the most part, for sadhusanga, discussion, philosophy, hearing, chanting, reading, so on and so forth. So, any questions about anything? Certainly, what is that up there? String or something. Hmm? Looks like a string. Yeah, the lamp was through that before. No, on top of the beam. Is that a beehive, a beehive up there or something? Follow the post straight up. Yeah. It's a piece of wood. Huh? Okay. Uh, devotees come from different backgrounds. Um, and there's different ways to think about that. We, we hear in the Gita that four types of pious people come to bhakti. The, those interested in economic development, those interested in getting free from distress, those who are seekers, and those who are in knowledge. Um... And um, they'll have arguably different anarthas as well, based on the way and what what they've the background they've they've come with. And uh, you asked about coming from the background of karma or gyan. Um, that um, that's in, really included in there because the first three will be coming. From within karma, the, the jnanis is person is thought to be coming to bhakti, having transcended karma. That's the idea of the jnani. Krishna says he's very dear to me. He's already uh, transcended the um, the dharma mark, the karma mark. So. Uh, the the anarthas will be will be different for that matter. You find in Jaiva Dharma uh, two uh, devotees, Bijay Kumar and Brajanath, and one of them is uh, a well. Uh, it's, it's been argued that one of them is a jnani and one of them is uh, a uh, a seeker. Hmm? And neither of them is coming for material gain or for um, freedom from distress. And so they progress 
at a very much quicker pace. Um, in, the, in the Bhagavatam, in the Vastunade Shloka, the Bhagavatam, the second verse of Bhagavatam, it's mentioned that uh, that one who hears the Bhagavatam, uh, Krishna immediately becomes arrested in their heart. Hmm? I think Jiva Goswami has commented that, well, this is for those whose hearts are already clean who have come to bhakti, and that happens. Otherwise, first the heart, bhakti goes in and cleans the heart and so forth. So um, different persons from different backgrounds will advance more slowly or, or, or more quickly and will have arguably then more um, anarthas or less anarthas. But I think that, um, that the way in which we deal with anarthas in terms of overcoming them is probably not much different in any, in any case. It's basically um, begins with an awareness of them that becomes apparent through our study or just through our practice. Sometimes practice may not enable us to identify an arthan entirely, but with a little bit of study, uh, we, we're more readily able to identify, um, give a description to a, to a, to an, an impediment or a false value, as sometimes is. An artist may be described. Mishvanachakri um, Thakra, as you know, has described different types of an artist. Those coming from pious activities, those coming from impious activities, those coming from offense, aparad, and those that might arise in the context of bhakti in the same way that weeds might arise when you plant, when you water a plant. Hmm? Um, and so uh, that kind of uh, description. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur has also given a description of anarthas in some different ways and mentioned different anarthas in his bhajan, I think in his bhajan Rahasya. And so that kind of identification, if you will, we could probably identify others in our day and age, psychological issues. I mean, they would fall under the broad of, broader term of, of anarthas coming from karma, but... Um, at any rate, identifying them with good help of sadhu sangha and shastra is probably the beginning of of overcoming them. When you know that's a problem and you identify it, this is the beginning, and then what can you do? I mean, the idea in general, of course, is that we don't have the strength to overcome the anarthas, so we invite Krishna through Krishna Nam into our hearts by making our hearts soft and making our chanting prayerful, as Prabhupada would, 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 would describe it, and that Krishna has the power to remove all anarthas. And so a sense of helplessness, dependence, um, is uh, cultivated. This is central to Sharanagati, uh, the Svaruplakshan of Sharanagati being Goprutvevaranam, uh, Krishna's taking care of me, He's maintaining me. The, the mood that corresponds with that that is to be cultured is one of dependence. Hmm? So I'm a dependent and an entity. Here I am in this situation that I haven't got the strength to overcome. So it creates it. I'm, 
a it's a cultivation of a kind of a mood that that we chant in that will uh, attract, if you will, the the attention of Krishna and on the strength of his um, uh, him manifesting himself through the name and our art, these things will will go away. So I don't think the approach is necessarily different for anyone, um, regardless of their background, but the, the number of types of an artist will be different for different persons. Generally, it, it, this is our yoga. We, we cry to Krishna to help us. It works. And um, fervently, and we, of course we can focus that appeal, hmm, if you will, and that sense of dependence and necessity for help um, on a particular, overcoming a particular anartha once it's been identified as such. We, uh, that, that may be um, something a little more specific hmm, than just, uh, as I say, cultivating this mood of dependence that Saranagati is centered on, cultivate the mood of dependence in relation to something that is, is in my way and I'm aware of that and I'd like to overcome it. It's very, very powerful to be aware of it, want to overcome it. This is the first thing. You have to be aware of it. Then you have to want to overcome it. You can be aware of it, but not want to overcome it. Then how will it be overcome? That'll be very difficult. Hmm? I don't really want to overcome it. Then, hmm? then you have to want to want to overcome it. You have to start there. I don't really want to. I kind of like it, but it's really not helping my bhakti. So I want to to want to overcome it. So desire is kind of the whole thing. I mean, we're in, this whole situation is desire. We're in the world. Uh, desire is fueling it. Hmm? So get the right desires. There's power in, in, in that. Hmm? So I used to pray to be sincere about being sincere. That was my my prayer. If I didn't trust that I was sincere. That this kind of prayer. So I also said that when you pray, you know what to do. Hmm? When you pray, or Krishna, please help me. Hmm? Then the things that that you need to get beyond often come to the fore in your, in, your, in your mind. Then you pray, but then you, you don't listen to what comes with what comes back, so to speak. Then hmm? you avoid it. So, but you have to pray, and then what comes on your mind, then huh? then to pray about that, to overcome that, and then you have to. This is yoga. You have to monitor it. You have to. Be mindful of it, and and um, you know it's not really uh, bhakti is not really technique based like yoga. Yoga is a technique. Uh, bhakti is is a prayer, really, an appeal, an effort, as I often say, for grace, an effort to gain grace. So it's this is the this is the only way to really overcome the anarthist. Uh, chant feelingly hmm? and serve with feeling, sincerity. Exercise your heart. It's hard. Hmm? But that um, it pinches a little bit. It's, it's, it's real work. You can be busy and do all kinds of things, but to exercise the heart, oh, that's another thing. <laughs> that's atrophied. It's, it's, it's frozen over. It's, it's very difficult. Hmm? 
And this is what, what bhakti is about. That will give you great power. You can do that because Krishna will be attracted. Bhakti will manifest and much more in your life. So uh, I don't think there's any really different technique or approach to overcoming this in art or, or that one. I mean, Bhakti you know, did recommend a technique for overcoming inattentive chanting, which he said gives rise to all types of anarth- or, uh, aparads and so forth. And, and of course those are um, anarthas and the difficult ones to overcome. His technique was to blindfold yourself and lock yourself in a room and chant chant japa for you know your prescribed number of rounds in a day. Then he said, I think it's in the Nahari Nam Chintamani. Blind one, fold oneself. I mean, he's giving really he's making an emphasis. You got to do this. You got to you know put yourself in a in a situation to to um, um, that's conducive to paying attention. To do it regularly at the same time will be very, very useful. It's yogic. Um, uh, in a favorable atmosphere with other devotees, here in the temple, after the arctic in the morning. It's basically time for chanting, and then there are some services to be done. So somebody goes and milks the cow, someone begins the, the cooking and so forth. There's some deity worship is going on. Everyone should be just paying attention. That's not a time for idle conversation, but for, but for chanting, paying attention. It's, uh, it, we want to create a favorable environment for that. Some persons will find an environment more create more favorable in the, in, in private in their room generally, uh, but but then also that may be that may be um, um, a chance to be distracted that actually one is taking advantage of and the mind the ego very easily cheat oneself. If you sit with other devotees and chant, it's at least you have to look like you're paying attention or. or <laughs> So others, sangha is checking you and helping you and supporting you and and, and so forth. Uh, if you're in your room alone, well, you know, <laughs> there's no one watching, so uh, your mind can take over. Then again, you may be more advanced. Go to your room, chant, and cry, and you don't want to sit and cry in front of everybody because then they'll that'll be a distraction, also. Hmm. So, <laughs> so it depends, and you have to be. You know, there's no solution. Uh, beyond being honest with oneself, and the sangha is just supposed to try to make us honest, and it uh, 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 kind of corner us and make it difficult. We're a community of devotees helping one another, and one day one will be weak, and we'll help that one. The other day, the one who is helping will be weak, and that one will be strong, and will help. So, it's a support system. We're not enemies here. We're not competing with one another either for attention or for. We, we, we want it we, we're competing to another with one another to serve Krishna with the hopes that that if I can conduct myself in such a way that someone will do more service than me then I'm successful I've won the competition hmm? in other words it's not a competition that I'll be in the front and I'll be noticed but we'll compete to serve and there's always there, there's no losers hmm? Hmm. If I compete with you to serve and you serve better, then I'm happy. You served more as a result of that. I tried my best, and and, and so did you. Something like that. So um, this is uh, you have to kind of understand a little bit the idea of the 
sadhu sangha, and then there's there's huge advantage to that, great strengths. I mean, we tend to see only the only the de- what appears to be the downside: different peer persons' idiosyncrasies and and uh, cultural backgrounds that are different than mine, and so forth. And, the more we can really understand the idea and collectively understand it, and um, then then it becomes a strength that transcends all those different idiosyncrasies. Who's in charge? Who's not in charge? I mean, this has nothing to do with what we're what we're doing here on a higher level. Somebody's designated in charge one day, next day he's a pot washer. You know, in our mission, it, 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 these are just different roles that we're playing. We play them the best according to. The directives of uh, of our of our Gurudev, and um, and that doesn't mean that some devotees aren't more advanced than others, and there's an etiquette for uh, that should be observed in the sangha. Those who have more tenure, those who are more spiritually advanced, who have been recognized by our guru as a person who can can uh, give direction, answer questions, uh, and so on and so forth, and we have a certain etiquette that should be observed that will enable us to draw the most from that sangha. And likewise, there, are, there there's always a new person. Hmm? And so, who's going to be the next new person? And then, and then you will have a relationship with him if you're the last new person, the, you were the last new person, now you have more tenure and uh, experience and so forth, so you have to treat that new person compassionately and set example for them and so forth. And then they're equals, peers, so you can, you know, your free time you can wrestle a bit and tell a few jokes and so forth. It's a little virasa, hasirasa, has its place and so forth. But um, also exchange heartfelt, what are my realizations, what are my struggles, what are my joys, what what, what I accomplished in service today. Hmm? These kind of things. How I how I failed. Hmm? How much did I perspire? Get a bucket for you and a bucket for you, and compare. Hmm? Mahaprabhu had his devotees clean the the temple, the Gundicha, every year. Hmm? And after it was finished, he would have everyone line up with a bucket of all the dirt and dust, sticks and stones that they had collected in the temple. And if anyone who had collected more in their bucket, he would praise them, oh, just see, but then he would also chastise them, why didn't you show us one next to you how to do that? Hmm? What's wrong with you? He blamed <laughs> that person. His bucket is empty, yours is full, why didn't you show him? Hmm? So this is such a nice just point, such a nice statement that gives, gives a real sense of the, the spirit of of uh, sadhu sangha. Hmm? <coughs> so anyway, this is how to overcome <laughs> an artist for everybody. And you can share your heart about an artist with other devotees and ask them if they think they have overcome any particular anartha and and um, and and uh, how that. You know, they perceived that happened for them and so forth. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's, a, it's a result of inviting from up, making an, an, a, a, a hard and inviting atmosphere for Krishna Nam to 
to manifest. Hmm. We say Krishna comes in the heart as the name takes the form of a sweeper and enters the heart. There's no better way to overcome an artha's than than by chanting. Hmm. How will you come up overcome namaparad by chanting? Uh, chanting sincerely and then thinking about it, being mindful. So I don't think there's necessarily a different method for for different persons with with different backgrounds. Am I answering your question at all? Am I addressing? Is there anything that comes up when I answer like this that you'd like to further inquire about that I might not have touched on? Could be helpful to you? No. Okay. What else? Yes. When I deal with Well, the best way to deal with fanaticism, religious fanaticism, fundamentalism, if you will, or, well, let's say religious, religious fanaticism, Gaudiya fanaticism, um, is, is to set a different example. So there's a saying of uh, Mahatma Gandhi that's very powerful. He says, be the change that you um, want to see in others. Hmm? So religious fanaticism is not very attractive and it's not making people happy. Hmm? People who use religion in a fanatical way as a psychological, really, dysfunction, um, it, 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 it stops them from being even a whole human being or to speak of barring them from heaven or... Uh, uh, really making spiritual progress. Spiritual fanaticism is a is a, is a, um, a very um, you know it's a vermiculture for aparad. You know it's like really rich soil for um, growing for uh, developing uh, committing uh, offenses. Hmm? So, um, in the one sense, then, uh, depending on your strength, you might do best by avoiding it. Hmm? And, and by avoiding it, as far as possible, you, you do kind of set a different example, that you're not going to go there, you're not going to participate in that, and so forth. And you, at the same time, you, you, you carry on, conduct yourself within... Gaudiya Vaishnavism in terms of your sadhana and your sangha, and you set a better example. So again, we're back to that. Um, I would say that that will also give you the most power if the opportunity arises to speak out against it, as much as you, you're setting a different example yourself. Um, and as I say, uh, underscoring as I am the how problematic it is, um, that's important. Um, you know, you, you may be going to an environment where it's more more prevalent. Um, and again, I, it depends who you are. If it's me, I might deal with it in one way. If it's you, 
and you might not have the same power and strength, so you deal with it in another way. Um, if you can, however, if you can identify it and uh, explain it and point it out, hmm, um, obviously that's very powerful, but then again, you have to f- kind of find a teachable moment or find somebody who's affected by it but not uh, a very a, a, a generator of it, you know, a, a source of it, so to speak. Maybe people who are touched by it, like in that community where your parents live, and then there are people that are like generating it. Hmm? So, you know, you, you gravitate towards the maybe those who are influenced by it, who, who, in your case, they like you, you're, you're a, a child of the community. Hmm? And so if you set a really good example, it's very difficult for people to, to criticize your guru, which is popular in that community. Um, it's very difficult because they see you're doing all this, he's chanting his rounds, you know. He's the, it's, uh, I mean, the, the, the things that they think are important, we also do, but we do more. Um, so when they see you doing the things that they think are important, um, it's hard, harder for them to, to criticize. When, um, when somebody you know and like and care about and so forth joins another group that you don't like, it's, it's a way in which you might start to like the group. Hmm? Um, as long as the group doesn't turn you into something that's obviously very undesirable, and, and um, that's always the theory, but it might not be the truth. So, um, again, we're back to your example so I say that the best way is by setting a different example, by avoiding it, um, and depending on your strength and your ability to understand it and preach about it, you can uh, articulate, explain, preach what um, is what is really an expanded sense of what they have a myopic kind of idea about, or a um, what would you call it? A uh, religious fanaticism is. Um, Kind of uh, the letter, they embrace the letter of the law, but they're just not acquainted with the spirit of the law. So, as much as you can understand the spirit of something that they are speaking about and and emphasizing, which in a way that's divorced from the spirit, and you understand that, you can you can speak about the spirit of it and give examples, mm-hmm. like you know, I mean. I don't ask all of my disciples necessarily to chant 16 rounds. Some people in your community who think that's a great, you know, deviation or something like that. Because they understand the letter of the law, but they don't understand the spirit of the law. So if you understand the spirit of the law, and you find some least slightly teachable moment in someone, hmm, then you have a chance to advance the cause of, 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 of the deeper... Um, sensibility as to what the teachings are about. Um, so in saying that, I mean, say that if someone is openly um, a factory of, you know, of uh, Vaishnava Aparada and religious fanaticism, it's probably not going to, you're just going to have to avoid that person. But when you find some, in others, some teachable moment, where, then you take advantage of it. And, and, and unlike there's that religious fanaticism. You don't force yourself on anybody. Hmm? They're pretty preoccupied. That's a lot of the 
modus operandus. They want to go out of their way to let you know you shouldn't be initiated by triparamers. That'd be a big problem. Don't do that. You know, or something like that. That's happened in your in your in your, in your community. So we don't have the same type of zealousness and need to convert uh, people and so forth. That's a psychological kind of a problem. They need to convert people because if 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 the if if more people are in the group, I feel it's it, it's right or I'm, I'm secure. I, without that, I feel insecure. A weak faith requires an enemy. Hmm? So just say that weak faith requires an enemy. I don't have any enemies here. I don't even I disagree with you, but you're not my enemy. Um, something like that. So you know, according to your capacity, you can and and any willingness to listen on the part of such fanatics, fanatics, and you can make some ingress. But beyond that, set an example that is difficult to to criticize. Does that help? Yeah. What else? Nothing. I had, I guess, a comment. When we were talking about prayer, it made me think of a a passage in a play about C.S. Lewis, who was kind of a theologian, but he also wrote some famous children's fantasy books. He's an English professor at Cambridge. C.S. Lewis, actually, incidentally, he... He determined that there are only two real religions in the world: Christianity and Hinduism. Uh, he chose to Christianity, but for his own. But it's the point of information about Mr. Lewis. Go on, please. Well, in, in, in the play, his I think his wife had gone into remission from bone cancer, which eventually killed her. And one of his friends, who was actually the college chaplain, said. Just see, God is answering your prayers. And he said, that's not why I pray. I pray because I can't help myself, because it comes out of me involuntarily, because I'm completely dependent. And then he closes it by the passage by saying, it doesn't change God, it changes me. Mm. And I always just, I was kind of always like that. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Thank you for that. That's you know, nice. You, you reminded me of that when you yeah. were talking about the effect of prayer on us. Yeah, yeah. People pray to change God. Can you, could you change this over here, God? Could you change that over there? Yeah, could you change God? <laughs> yeah. Could you change me, God? That would be a better idea. All right, anything else? Right, we'll stop there. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal Ki Jai, Madhuvan Ki Jai, Gold Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gold Prema Nandai.